It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app, streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980 as well. Dave Johnson joins us from Capital One Arena in just a few minutes to preview the Magic and Wizards tonight, talk about the Wizards weekend as well. Uh, real quick before we get to our pick six, Anthony, how did we do on the uh, on on the picking of the games? Uh, I went 10-6, and six. Mm-hmm. you went 11-5. and five. Mm. Yeah. I smoked, I smoked the early window on Sunday. You definitely and, did because you texted me and you were doing extremely well. And then, you know, the Chiefs let you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some the other Niners team. let me down. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, the Patriots let me oh, down because yeah. they won. Yep. So really just a poor finish. All right. Is what it is. Uh, so another, I, I do pull ahead by one more. Exactly. Uh, we got a couple more weeks. Close it out strong. Another year, another, another victory for the host. I, I know. Uh, and, or I've, t- I've spoken too soon. Perhaps I don't finish strong. Uh-oh. That means I will have to take every... I was say, or are you going to get all reckless again? <laughs> nah, that will make things worse. Yeah, that is correct. All right, uh, let's get to our pick six. The six biggest commander storylines. It is caught! Delivered at six o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. Anthony, you know what you did? What did I do? You put the wrong pick six in the rundown. It's okay. I just, I subbed it out. Woo. Caught hey, you. Good, good looking out. Hey, look, teamwork makes the dream work. It does. It does. After I out you on the radio, because I think it was actually a pretty <laughs> funny mistake. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. All right. Our pick six, uh, we pick six players on Fridays that we think will have a huge impact on the game. On Sunday, uh, either good or bad. And, well, uh, interesting interesting mixed results here. Uh, let's start off with number, number one. one. Whoa. Uh, I got it. Uh, Sam Howell. Uh, yeah, he had a big impact on the game on Sunday. Sure did. Uh, we typically outlaw Sam from being picked here. We outlaw the quarterback because it's obvious. But we, we figured with the circumstances being what they were that it was, it was worth highlighting. You know, hey, it's... Is he going to be able to bounce back? What does it mean for the future? And the answer was no, and I don't know. Um, realistically, he was the biggest reason they lost because he cannot execute the offense right now. He can't get the ball out on time. He can't protect the football. He And some of that is not – the turnovers necessarily aren't his fault. Um, I would actually say both the interceptions are not on Sam. He hits, Jaco- or hits um, Logan in the face mask – with one, and then Curtis Samuel slips on the other. I'd also say on the second interception, though, I don't know that that's the right read. I think Terry's open on a dig a little bit further down the field, and I might have been looking there, but I also understand he's got a man coverage choice route, Curtis Samuel on a linebacker. That's why you draw that play up. And Curtis slips coming out of his break. Sam actually does throw with anticipation, and uh, what he anticipates happening doesn't. But it's so much more than that. It's the inability to sustain drives because you just can't get simple, basic completions. And it's sad. Um, it's different than what we saw earlier this year when he would just dart those balls in there with confidence. And I don't know where that leaves them moving forward uh, other than with more questions than answers. And that's the unfortunate reality of where the Washington Commanders are right now. Um, but it'll be someone else's problem soon in terms of Rivera and company. Number two. Anthony, you had Emmanuel Forbes, who had an interesting game. He did have an interesting game. You want to know why? Because we didn't see Emmanuel Forbes 
on the field until the midway point of the third quarter and only because someone got injured. Yeah. What is Ron Rivera do? We're down. We were down 27-7, and we could not get our first-round draft pick on the field until the midway point of the third quarter. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, Forrest, when he was in there, I guess he played all right. Um, he played, played good. I, I'm, played I'm, good ball. Exactly. He's got a green grade on PFF. Okay. Played 29 snaps, 70.2 grade, 65 run support, 75 tackling, 69 in coverage. Like, that's that's good ball. That's what I'm saying. He needs the experience. He needs the reps. Put him out there. And it's not like Benjamin St. Juice is doing so much better. That's my thing, right? Is like, if BSJ was killing it, fine. BSJ was getting picked on. Put the kid out there. Like, again, I'm not, I can't, I can't speak out of both sides of my mouth. Are there times where putting a kid out there, a la what's happening with Sam right now, isn't actually what's best for him? Yes. Forbes is not that guy right now. Maybe earlier in the year he was, but every time he's played since the New England game and all the ejection and the injury, like outside of that stuff, he's been fine. Be solid. So what are you doing? I hate it. I hate it so much. Number three. Nick Gates, uh, who was okay um, in the game. There wasn't like a massive Quinn and Williams problem, which is really why we picked him. But some of the pressures that uh, were given up, like Adam Archuleta, I thought, did a really great job with Spiro on the game. And there were times where he's just like, they should have this blocked. I don't know what the miscommunication was here. Um, so for, I think from a communication standpoint, he probably could have been better. But for whatever it's worth, PFF had him as the fourth best offensive player in this game for them. Uh, he had 71.5 uh, grade, 67 pass block, 71 run block. He did have a couple of nice kickout blocks in the run game. Um, Sam Cosby continues to play phenomenal ball. He's He's been grading out in the, like the, the, the mid to high 80s week in and week out, which is like Pro Bowl territory. Um, and also, I think it's worth mentioning, shout out since we're talking offensive line, Trent Scott played really well at right tackle when he came in for Andrew Wiley. So, you know, whatever that's worth. Number four is, well, number four. Number four. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Again, what I envisioned for Curtis Samuel, his impact on the game, they lined him up everywhere. They had him in the backfield. They had him in the slot outside. Um, I will say him slipping and causing Sam to throw his last pass out of the day, that, that hurt a lot. Um, that hurt. He had a drop on the he, first drive. He that also hurt. had a drop, yep. But he also had a key fourth down conversion. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the, the first carry he had as a runner where he bounced it outside, if he takes that thing up the gut, I don't know his read, so in fairness to Curtis, I yeah. don't know if this is if he did what he was supposed to do. But based off of the, the alley, if he doesn't bounce that and he stays inside, he might score on that if he just right up the yeah, gut yep. um and it's like hey there's a seal here to the old vince labardi we got a seal here and a seal here and an alley here and curtis samuel ran outside the seal instead of up the alley um i thought curtis was okay yeah, it was but, like a mixed bag sort of kind yeah of thing. it just goes to show like they can get him the ball he is dangerous when he gets it but um you know he's human and had some human errors if you will uh in this one all right number five uh wrapping up our pick six here uh, number five was Cam Curl. Cam was, again, like he was okay. He wasn't, there, there were no huge coverage breakdowns. Love that. Um, he had a couple of nice pass defenses. 
Love that. Um, but he also had some not great moments, some missed tackles. PFF graded him out actually terribly. He actually graded out as the worst defensive player on the Commanders. Um, 47.2 grade, 54 in coverage, uh, 37. They, I guess that's like the Brees Hall uh, run they must have put on him and a couple of the other big runs. Uh, but not not a great day for Cam Curl, but like the reason we picked him was coverage bus and they cleaned up the coverage bus. Even though uh, Percy Butler left and Terrell Burgess was playing safety for a little bit, who Terrell played pretty well. Safety obviously had the miss in special teams, but yeah, uh, Cam Curl, kind of a whatever day. Uh, not the kind six. of day that gets you paid. Number six, we had Tucker Addington, baby. Yeah, he was a part of. I mean, I'm not gonna say he was a part of the special team snafus, but uh, we did get a punt block. I'm not sure if that's on him. Maybe that's on. The, I feel like Tress was a little bit a little bit slow, okay. but like not tragically. Yeah. Um, like he he didn't rush it. He thought he would have time. There must have not been a, been a big rush on, and you count on Terrell as the the personal pump protector to get a better hit. Yeah. And I think I think Terrell just missed. Like, I think he thought he was going to get a good shot. And then, you know, that's probably how he's coached technique-wise. It's not like a big engage block. It's get a good hit enough mm -hmm. to slow it down. Yep. Tress will get it off. Then you go down and cover because it traditionally that personal pump protector, I mean, that's been Jeremy Reeves and DeShazer Everett in the past. Those guys make tackles on teams all the time on punt coverage. Those guys get out pretty quick in the, in the way that they, they do it. But they brought that, that guy clean up the middle or that guy got loose up the middle and Terrell didn't get a good hit on him. Mm. I didn't feel like the snap was too slow, but I don't know. I also didn't put a stopwatch on it. <laughs> no, I would just Here's say. what I know. All the snaps got where they were supposed to yeah, and did. everyone else on special teams Way screwed better. everything up. Yikes. Yikes. What a terrible game. Uh, luckily, we'll talk more bigger picture stuff and less about that game as this week goes on because tomorrow's already Wednesday. Uh, coming up next, Dave Johnson joins us from Capital One Arena. Wizards magic tonight. It's the Hoffman show on the team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman show on the team 980 always live as well on the free Odyssey app just after 615 uh, actually about 619 now uh, but that is sounds like a great time to welcome in our good friend Dave Johnson. Time to get the radio party started. Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh, that'll jar your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hoffman Show. Dave with us from the broadcast booth at Capital One Arena. Dave, did you remember where it was without asking for directions? <laughs> That's a good question. That is a good question. And, and, you know, we get in this flow of doing it right from our broadcast position on the Hoffman Show. And my wonderful engineer, Tim Parker, had to say, hey, we're at home. That means Craig Hoffman's with you. So I was reminded of that. And, again, what listeners should know in all seriousness, uh, while this Wizards team, look, we knew it was going to be a, a challenging season in so many ways as, as we – look to develop and, and build for the future but also you know adding to the challenge was having 18 out of the first 28 games on the road and so we were on the road a lot we've got four straight here at home which will be great it's it's part of the holiday uh, season and we're just talking about off air you know you're truly blessed uh, you know i was asked about 
that I get everything I wanted for Christmas. I got underwear. And if, if, if underwear, if underwear is what you need, and that's it, I, I'm so blessed. I mean, that should go on Anthony. If we had like an all-time quote board for this show, I got underwear for Christmas. I am blessed. Dave Johnson, put it on the board. <laughs> I got you. I don't. We don't have one. Also, yeah. that just that reminds me of the uh, the. I think it was the old White Sox announcers like. Put it on the board, yes! Which we would also need to put a quote on the quote board. This is a bit that's gone way too long. Yep. Dave, uh, they uh, they have the Orlando Magic tonight. Yep. Um, they've been playing, they, of course, being the Wizards, have been playing better as of late. These two teams matched up within the last two weeks or so. What have you noticed when the Wizards get a second shot at a team this season? Obviously, you know, when they've had a second shot at, say, Philly, that's not great because Joel Embiid is still the MVP when you face him the second time around. But maybe teams a little bit closer to their level. I know Orlando record-wise has been fantastic, but do you, do you notice anything the second time around when you face an opponent well, this season yeah, for these Wizards? No, this, this team is, is getting better in so many ways. Look, that was a good road trip we had, and I understand. One and three, uh, you know, again, but this season's not about record. You, you, it was a quality team win against the Blazers. The Phoenix Suns game could have gone either way. Look, the second of back-to-backs against the Kings, and and by the way, the Warriors, a second of back-to-back. Um, I, I'm not saying if it wasn't the second of back-to-back, the Wizards would have won those games. Uh, I'm just saying it added to the, the challenge of trying to accomplish that. Uh, but before we left town, uh, it was a nice quality win over the Indiana and the Pacers. And so that's, look, that's what you want to see. Some wins come with more frequency as a turn the calendar on, on a new year. Because this team does believe it is getting better. And there's there's the metrics that, that point out it's something we're going to talk about in our pregame show. You know, Tyus Jones, uh, the last five games, have, has 40 assists to five turnovers. He leads the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. Uh, this is also the sixth straight season where he's had more steals than personal fouls. Uh, and only five other players are, are in that category in, in the NBA. So, you know, this is this is what this season is all about. You know, you're you're breaking down certain metrics of, of players. And again, as I, we talked about, you know, Josh Robbins of The Athletic did a wonderful article uh, about how each player on the roster from one to 20 Go go included, or you know, you can go right down the list. It's even more than that, and they were given, you know, a long list of, of metrics, uh, what what they were expected in deflections. I mean, categories that we we typically don't talk about uh, on radio, and that's that's as fine tuned as we're getting in this season. But uh, I, I come back from that road trip encouraged. The, it was a two point game against the Golden State Warriors at halftime. Then some guy named Steph Curry decided he was going to take over. He does okay? that. It's very yeah, annoying. That. It's so, so annoying. Uh, no, why, yeah. why, why does he think that that's his place? Right, right. And, and, and game over. But my, my So headline flash. We don't have a player that can match Steph Curry when he, he suddenly is, you know, goes off like that. But, you know, I feel better about this team December 26th than the last time we played the Orlando Magic. And to your point about uh, the first time they played the Magic, they, they lost, I think, by 20 or something. The second game was a, was a five-point game. They could have gone either way. Now, a big part of the, the disparity, as they really went toe-to-toe in many situations with the Magic, the Magic are not a good three-point shooting team. In that 20-point victory, the Magic had 17 made three-pointers. I mean, that's going to happen 
you know, in an NBA season, whether you're having a good season or a bad season, you know, the, 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 the scouting report tells you you should do a certain thing, and you do that certain thing, like let the Magic beat you from the perimeter. Well, in that first game, they did. So you've, you've got to make adjustments. Uh, and tonight, you know, it doesn't change. You're, you're going to try to pack it in, defend the paint. It's going to be a big night for uh, – needs to be a big night for Daniel Gafford, who's another storyline that's had a, a big upward trajectory in, in December uh, because typically that's how the Magic beat teams is in the paint, not on the perimeter. No doubt about it. Dave Johnson with us from Capital One Arena. Uh, last thing real quick for you, Dave. Jordan Poole, nice night against Golden State. I mean, 3 for 12 is not – Great three-point shooting, uh, obviously, but the fact that his shot diet is what it's supposed to be. Um, he gets to the free throw line. He's got 25. Could like I just wonder if that there's like a sense of catharsis, a sense of closure for him going back to Golden State for the first time that maybe can be the thing that spring loads his season. Did you did you notice anything with Jordan specific to being back to Golden State that you take out of that trip? I, I you know the one thing it, it, because Golden State. And that's a good question because Golden State was the last game on that trip. Uh, needless to say, we go to Phoenix, we go to Sacramento, uh, we go to Portland. What are people asking Jordan Poole about in every city? So, in other words, uh, <laughs> there was a tremendous buildup to that that uh, uh, game, and um, they gave him a nice video tribute before they introduced him as a, as a starter. And um, this is just my opinion, and and you know he's not verbalized or said anything, but I have to feel there's a sense of relief that 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 part. Uh, is is done in terms of he's gone back to where he won a championship um and there probably is some some closure there for him again that's just my opinion so that's a good question and uh, again i still think the, the best of jordan pool when i say the best of it is a more consistent jordan pool that's that's what we're looking for but you can you can tell it it's flowing better right now in term and that's i think been the big question is how um, uh, this is a team sport, and it's not only about Jordan Poole, but it's how all these players fit in. And and certainly, I think Jordan Poole, it's a brand-new role for him this year. Um, and I think we look for more consistency from him. I think about the last time we were in this building, he probably played his best game of the year. Had 30 points, you know, eight assists. He was efficient, et cetera. Uh, you want more nights like that. No doubt about it. Uh, Dave, great job out of you, as always, with us, and we look forward to your call and the radio party beginning officially here in just over 15 minutes. Thank you, sir. And I, we get to, we get to talk to you again tomorrow. Looking We're forward to stacked it. Stacked up yes. three three of our four That's days right. this week. My uh, my goal has been to invade the Hoffman Show, and and I liked your I liked your pick six that you uh, led, but I want to be at least part of the pick seven or something. Anyway, <laughs> I, we'll we'll figure out the math on that. Math has never been our strong suit. No, uh, it has. Th- uh, thanks, great Dave. to be back with you though. Absolutely, uh, our, our pleasure to have you as always. Uh, Glad you got everything you wanted for Christmas. Uh, That's Dave Johnson with us, everybody, here on The Hoffman Show. Uh, If you missed the first part of the interview, you should definitely rewind on the free Odyssey app because there's fun to be had, and that's why we love having Dave on, uh, on top of the basketball knowledge. Uh, When we get back, we'll wrap up the show. Real things, real people said, into real microphones. On the Team 980, always live as well, on the free Odyssey app. Uh, coming up, well, we're, we're almost done here today. Uh, we are wrapping up, and then we'll give way to Dave and Glenn coming up at the quarter quarter till mark, uh, 645 if you speak like a freaking human being. Um, they, they got your pregame show. Anthony, I'm, I feel myself just running out of fuel right now. I, I might need some, it, some, uh, some, uh, some pilot assist, some co-pilot assist to land this plane. 
is Tuesday getting to you? It is, because it feels like Monday. We've done basically yep. our usual Monday show, mm-hmm. and I think that's like wearing on me, which means tomorrow could be sick, because tomorrow I'm like, oh, it's Wednesday. Let's Ooh. go! Yeah. I also did a hard workout this morning, and I think I'm just slightly underfueled. I've been trying to drink water, but I probably need a little bit more. A lot more, you know? It's very important brought to stay some, hydrated. Should have brought some electrolytes. Ooh. You want me to tell you the workout I did this morning? Uh-oh. This is, uh, this is, if you're into this kind of thing, work, folks are like, this is great radio. If you're like, nobody cares, Craig, it's not great radio. So just bear, bear with us. So, uh, I'm training on Tuesdays with my friend, David Magida, who I'll give a shout out to. Um, David is the reigning North American champion for High Rocks. Um, so High Rocks is a very intense endurance workout event. That is a mix of strength, exercises, machine cardio, and running. Like there's ski ergs, there's sled pushes, there is walking lunges, there is thousand meter runs in between all of these things. And David is better at it than almost everyone on the planet and is training towards being better at it than literally everyone on the planet. His goal is to win the world championship this year. And, um, I'm training with him one day a week uh, because and my personal training life, there's some stuff that I do that he's like, I think that would help me. And of course, the stuff he does, I, d- I don't do because I'm a regular human and he's he's elite, elite. What are some of the the, the, the crazy workouts that he do? That he well, does? these aren't the one that like so on Tuesdays, I'm curious, we don't we don't even do stuff that I would consider that crazy. Like there's some days he just lifts and lifts and lifts and he does like so much volume that my body would hurt for two weeks if I d- if I did that with him. Yeah. Wednesday or Tuesdays, I join him for like an I would call it a aerobic workout. It's not. It's it's really meant to like build capacity, and so it's it's more time and distance and like just doing stuff for a long time. So this will still sound crazy to you and probably everyone listening. Um, but this isn't even like what I would consider a hard workout for him. Um, so today the goal was you do five heavy thruster or sorry, five heavy push presses. So you grab two dumbbells, you put them on your shoulder, you do a little baby squat, you push them up over your head, right? So you do that for five and you do, I was doing like 40 pound dumbbells and then I eventually some number of rounds into it dropped down to 35s. Um, he was doing 60s because he's a monster. Um, then you row, and that's all happening. So it, it's two minutes, 30 seconds to do five push presses and then row, and you repeat. So immediately when the timer goes off, you go back to the push presses and the timer starts again, and then you row. And so you're kind of, uh, you are uh, encouraged. It is incentivized for you to get back on the rower faster because the goal is to row 5,000 meters. Wow, um, I'll pass. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I want any parts. I'll leave that up to you and your friend, and uh, I'll just admire from afar. Anthony, that is half the workout. That is half the workout. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so uh, what? We, what we do <laughs> is when he does stuff for like distance or for calories or you know because like you can ski or row for calories on the bike yeah. uh, or on the on the ergs. I will just go as long as he 
until he hits the goal. So I got over 4,000 meters in. He made it to five. Mm. Um, and then you do the same thing on a ski erg. So like the one where you're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I got, I got to 3,800 meters on that. We were uh, between the other stuff that we did before that, which was my part of the program to work out. Um, I, we were almost 80 minutes into the workout at that point. I was tired. Yeah. Um, well, and that's why I'm fading at the end of this radio shout show. Shout out to you, man. Muscle endurance is not my thing. It sounds like. Not mine either. Yeah. But I'm working on it. You keep working then, man. I'm, I'm working on it. And it's working. Yeah. Like, I, I, it, the workouts get a little, like I'm a little more productive. They don't get easier. That's the thing. If you're training for a goal. You don't, they don't necessarily get easier. Like, there's a breakthrough point where they become, like, they go from intolerable to tolerable. Yeah. But they're still hard. But you just accomplish more in the time. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, when I'm trying to catch up to the world champion or to the, to the North American champion. Like, I'm never going to get to a point where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right there with him. But I, if I can just close that gap a little bit. Just teeny just bit. teeny bit. Then I feel good about myself. Okay. Can I go from doing 80% of what he's doing to 85%? That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. So there's that. Speaking of elite athletes, it's time for Real Things Real People Said into Real Microphones. Real Things. We're not going to be so this year. Real People. Five and 11. Not very good. Said into Real Microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. Uh, Anthony, do you have do you have the real thing sound up by chance over there on your side of the uh, like the three bytes the studio apparatus? Yes. Yep. Okay. Which one do you want to do first? Because uh, I don't have them up yet. Okay. So there's three. Okay. There's Steph in the Christmas spirit. He was love that one. Uh, and then you had Bill Walton on the UCLA Maryland call, and uh, he was telling everybody what what three states constitute the DMV. Um, and then we have Winnie Harlow and Goose. I think we should start out with Bill Walton. That I, was pretty I funny. think we should start off with Bill Walton. Yeah. And let me, yep. And, uh. And he can see colors. Have you ever been to the DMV there in Washington, Virginia, and, and Delaware? That DMV area that has all those great players that came from them? Elgin Baylor. I've been Kevin to both Br- that area and the DMV. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't corrected. Poor Dave Pash is just hanging on for dear life there. Yeah. By the way, Dave Pash called. That game was Friday? Uh, was it Friday? Was it Friday? I think it was Saturday. We work Friday. I know, but it wasn't it late night Friday? There was Terps? Dave Pash worked that game. Mm-hmm. Because um, it was out in UCLA, right? Yep. So it was West Coast. Yeah, I think it worked that Friday. Then he does the Cardinals radio. What Friday? And then he had the Knicks Bucks game. So he went LA, Chicago, New York for Bucks, Knicks. Good gracious. And he, he worked with, I don't know who he works with at the Cardinals, but he worked with Bill Walton and Hubie Brown in the same weekend. What wow. a time for Dave Pash. What a legend that guy is. Um, all right. I think we go Steph Curry next. This is Steph Curry pregame, mic'd up. Wondering who is about to spend their Christmas with him. I always feel like we should be able to meet the guy or the girl that's got a 
be on the camera and just follow me and whoever else is biked up down there the whole game. Like, I feel like that's pretty personal. So shout out to you, whoever you are behind the camera. I don't know if I can get a wave. There may be somebody over there. They might not have the mic, though. That's wild. Merry Christmas to your family. That's, I love that from Seth. That was nice. It's just, it's such a human thing. Like, wait, someone's got to follow me the whole game? Mm -hmm. I, I've always, have you ever seen like some of the behind the scenes of like camera, professional camera people working? Mm -mm. Oh man, it's wild. Like the people that like follow the ball in the NFL or like if you have to follow uh, a specific receiver or whatever, their ability to like zoom in, zoom out, get the right shot. Like, and that's, that's one thing that's pretty amazing. That's one, like the game cam you and I could operate. Yeah. Like that's just, <laughs> back and forth. Like it ain't that hard. There's not that much zooming. The moving is really easy. You keep the whole game in the picture, Expect like for basketball, right? The other one that's not that hard, having worked some cameras in the past, like back in, back in college, hero cam, not that hard. Focus in on the person that scored and follow them. If you have to truly track, like, if you're on Steph Curry ISO cam as much as that dude runs around, man, that's a nightmare. Good gracious. But like you watch and then like imagine you are on ball cam in the NFL. Deep ball and you're getting that tight spiral shot. Yeah. From wherever you are. That's intense. And then um have you ever you're not a big YouTube guy, are you? Like you uh, don't you don't get lost on YouTube watching random videos? I do. Okay. It's, it's you, what my come, dad does. Have you come across uh, the Steve Smith series that he does for the NFL? Not yet. So, okay, so Steve Smith, uh, former Panther, former Raven, uh, current NFL Network analyst, does a YouTube series uh, that just goes around and he like shadows different jobs around the NFL. So he's been like part of the equipment team for one team, and uh, he like prepared the kicking balls before a preseason game for the Chiefs. Um, and he has done all kinds of stuff um, for teams, for the league during like the international games, the Super Bowl. It's a very, very cool series. And one of the ones that he did recently, I actually thought it was one of the least interesting episodes, relatively speaking, but it was still cool, is he followed NFL films. And to watch like the shots that Steve got and the shots that actual NFL films camera people got, you see how talented the NFL films people are. You're just like, wow. You you just like take for granted the stuff that they capture. Like, oh yeah, it's a it's a live football game, and we're basically making movie quality stuff out here in 4K. Crazy. Uh Dave Johnson, Glenn Consort on the call for Wizards and Magic. Next voices you'll hear will be theirs. We'll see you tomorrow on the Hoffman Show.